Good morning, Gateway Church. We are a growing family after God's heart. We love the Lord and are passionate for Him. You know, those songs that we sang today were focused on the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and we love Jesus. We're intimately related to Him through His shed blood on the cross for us through faith and grace. And so we're a part of, of His family, but we're also linked together here in this local congregation called Gateway Church. And uh, I'm proud of, of uh, people here at Gateway Church. We're family, and then I rejoice with them when they rejoice, right? And we, we, we cry with one another when, when there's sorrow in our hearts. But we, we want to rejoice today, and this is a day of rejoicing. Did you know that Amy Young, this week, was WCCO's good neighbor? How many here knew that? Amy, stand up. You, everybody knows Amy here. Yeah. Amy, I even got my name on the radio. You and I were, were, were named on the radio, but you're the one that, that uh, deserves this special honor. And you know that one of the ministries, Amy has many ministries here. One is the gift of encouragement, and she encourages so many people. Another is to pray. She prays for, for you, prays for us. And the Lord does speak through her prophetically, too. There's times when the Lord will give her a word of wisdom, word of, of knowledge, prophetic word. And uh, then she, she loves the children. And she was unable to have children of her own, but she, she has adopted every single child of Gateway Church, right? I mean, they love her. Gums for God. And she gives a piece of gum to all the kids. They just kind of flock around her, but then she blesses those kids with her smile, with her presence. How many pieces of gum did you, did you pass out last year? 7,800. And there's not any gum on this carpet. <laughs> All right. Oh, I love that. I love that. We were, we were at home, and uh, my father-in-law was there. He was hanging up the, the, the shades. We, we got some new shades. Guess why? Because I can't do it. That's why. I can admit that. So we called up, Deanna called up Dad, and Dad was right there. And we had to stop everything to listen to, uh, to WCCO, Amy Young, the good neighbor. Amen. In our Gateway family, we also have a member who has served over 30 years as a volunteer firefighter. I have a picture of this young man. I'll tell you a little story of uh, how I, I came to this picture. He was young in the photo, all right? He was young in this photo. And I first saw this picture hanging up in the entryway of Applebee's. You know, you go into Applebee's and they have all these, these themes. And by the way, a few years back, Nancy Cato had her own little special place, a league of her own. She was the women's professional baseball player and she was a part of this family and uh, she's with the Lord right now. But uh, you walk in a couple of years ago and there it was. The volunteer firefighters, and they had the picture. And, you know, we go through those pictures, and we, have, we had one of our very own on that, that uh, picture. And so I went over to find this picture last week, because I remember it being there. 
And, you know, I, my mind's always kind of moving, working, because I'm, I'm thinking about, okay, how am I going to communicate this point at church on Sunday? Aha, I got, I got an idea. Got an idea. I'm going to go to Applebee's. I want to get this picture of these volunteer firefighters. Well, guess what? I got there, and they had redecorated. It's like, oh, great. Where is this picture? So I asked the manager, said, do you remember that, that the prior had the setup? Yeah, yeah. Where did you do with those pictures? Well, we had to give them back. And so they're in the possession of the fire department. But by the way, there's a firefighter, a volunteer, who's eating lunch. Let's go bother him. So I go over there, and I talk to this complete stranger. We start talking. Well, he knows people that I know. I asked him about this guy. Oh, yeah, I know this guy. I said, well, where's the picture at? He gives me the number of the, of the, the chief, all right? So I call up the chief. Hey, I'm looking for this picture. By the way, I, can you believe it? It's in my office right now. Can someone go get that for me, please? I forgot it. In, Joel, go get that. Tell that story. It's, it's right there. I, I knew I forgot something. I do that every once in a while. And so... So he gave me this phone number. I call this guy. He gives me another phone, phone number. I end up at fire station number two, right in town, right by my, my house. So I go there, and, and uh, I talk to the new guy. And uh, he lets me in, and we start talking. I was there for about 30 minutes. And he told me, tonight's the night where we present the, the, uh, the firefighters their helmet. And uh, I looked at all those helmets, and, and I grabbed that helmet, and, and, I, and I held it. I was going, wow, this is pretty cool, brand new helmets. And they present them. And he told me a little bit about his presentation and the words that were on the, 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 uh, the wall, professionalism, service. I said, this is what it's all about, those, those words. And, uh, and so we were talking, and I said, well, where's the, where's the picture at? You got the picture he said, let's go looking for it. <laughs> so we're looking around. We're in, the, we're in the closet going through some stuff, and I saw it. I said, there it is. Can I have it? And then he said, well, now, who are you again? <laughs> I said, hey, I'm your neighbor. I'm just like four houses down here. I work right, right there at Gateway Church. He goes, okay, you're good for it. You'll bring it back. And uh, so here it is, and you know what, I, I took a picture of it because I want you guys to see it, because there's, there's, a, there's a firefighter that I'm proud of, and he's part of our family here. And he's, he's eight in from, from, my, from my, uh, my right, and I was going to learn how to use this pointer too, but we'll have to forget that. It's right here, number eight, when you, when you work your way over, Right to left. And I, like I said, he's young. Here's a young, young guy. Over 30 years as a volunteer firefighter. And uh, it's Larry Morrell. It's right here in our, our church. I remember when Larry looked like that. He still does, all right? I should be careful.
could have given me the pictures, yeah. Well, I, I didn't want to, I don't want you to steal my thunder. It's hanging in your office. That would have been a lot easier. I should have known that. I remember when, when Larry came to church, Larry wore a, a pager. And that pager went off more than once or twice or three times at church. <laughs> and Arliss was fit to be tied. Remember Arliss, that pager would go off, and she'd go, oh, Larry. And I think she gave him an elbow a couple times. <laughs> Maybe not. And then I remember one time... Larry jump up. He went that pager and he had that volume just cranked. And that pager would go off. And one time he jumped up so fast that his knee on the, the hymnal rack, and I almost asked for the elders of the church to pray for him because he was hurting. Wore that pager. When it went off, Larry didn't wait around. He responded. Immediately. He didn't think to himself, well, I'm kind of busy right now. I'm settled in. Should I respond to this call or not? I'm really into Pastor Paul's message. I think I want to sit this one out. No, Larry had made a pledge. What was his pledge? When I'm on call, I will respond. Regardless of where, I, where I'm at or what I'm doing, this call takes priority. And when that pager went off, Larry went. I saw him. He left. Nehemiah. We're in the study of this book, Old Testament book. Nehemiah, as a leader, encouraged and challenged his people in the completion of of the protecting wall around Jerusalem. It had been reduced to rubble. Probably, probably looks something like this. And Nehemiah had a heart for his people. He traveled over two months, 900 miles from the city of Susa. His heart broke for his people. And he came because God led him. And they were halfway to completion. Halfway. And he said, I know you're tired now. I know that. I know the enemy is planning to attack. They already have attacked the Tobias and Sam Ballots. You're losing your strength, remember that? You're losing your vision. No longer can you see the finished product. You've lost your confidence. You're losing your security. So this is how we're going to complete what we started. We're going to fight for each other. That's how we're going to finish this task. So he appealed to them to fight for their families. Folks, we're, we're a family after God's heart. We are a family. We're in this together. No individuals. No superstars. We humble ourselves. We say one to another, 
Will you help me in this task, in this life? I'm glad I have a spiritual family that I can share with, that I can go to. On Friday evening, I went on a date with my daughter, called her up. She lives down in Minneapolis, goes to the University of Minnesota, lives in this huge house. And uh, I said, look, Deanna gave me this idea, so it's, it's Deanna's idea. I just, I just wanted to make it my idea, but it's, oh. <laughs> it's a great idea. I was like, thank you. But I had to make the choice, right? Because it was either a wild game or take my daughter out on a date, and I made the right choice. And so I said, let's go to Pastor Amente's church, downtown Minneapolis. We found out that it's only two miles, two, three miles from where she lives. Friday night. Right there. We just had the time of our life. And Pastor Amente, he loves us, he loves me. He said, we're praying for Pastor Paul and Deanna. He put us right in, in the middle, laid hands on us, and prayed for me. And it was so encouraging. It's like, I'm so glad I have somebody like that to go to. He said, we're going to fight for one another. Chapter 4, verse 14. After I looked things over, I stood up and said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, don't be afraid of them, the enemy. Remember the Lord. Why? Because he is great and awesome. Is he not? First things first. Get a big picture of God. Isn't that what he's saying? Don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord. He's great and awesome. Pick out a star. Consider how awesome our God is. And, and what? And fight for your families, your sons, and your daughters, your wives, and your homes. Verse 17. Those who carried materials did their work with one hand, held a weapon in the other, and each of the builders wore his sword at his side as he worked. But the man who sounded the trumpet was with me. What was Nehemiah saying? We're going to finish what we started. We only got halfway done. We're going, to, we're going to take it to the end. Then I said to them, the officials and the rest of the people, the work is extensive and spread out, and we are widely separated from each other along the wall. Verse 20, underline it, circle it. This is a great verse. Whenever you hear the sound of the trumpet, join us there because one of your brothers or sisters is in need. That is a distress call. It means, hey, there's a breach in the wall. I need your help. Join us there and our God will fight for us. When that trumpeter blows the trumpet, hear me, listen, that's like Larry's pager going off. I mean, it's old school back here. You think I'm old school. You think Larry's old school with a pager? 
When that trumpeter sounded the call, they went to the spot where the sound came. When that pager goes off, we respond. Drop what you're doing. Go to where you hear the sound. Join us there and fight for your family. And when we engage, listen, God goes before us. I think if we don't engage, we're on our own. Last week I summarized my teaching in a phrase. It's this phrase. Hope you remembered it. It's kind of like a sticky statement. Kind of throw it up against the wall, see if it sticks. Summarize a message in just a statement. And it's this. When your strength is giving out, what? Call out. I see it here. That's that's what I see. When your strength is giving out, call out. This is what these people were doing according to Nehemiah. But the statement is not complete. It's not complete. I need to add three words to it that would more adequately summarize this passage. It's this. And the reason why I'm saying it's not complete is that Nehemiah said, don't just call out, right? But also fight for your brothers and sisters. They were to carry materials in one hand to build the wall and a weapon in the other to protect their families. What he was saying to them and to us, when your strength is giving out, yes, call out and what? Reach out. That's it. That's what Nehemiah was exhorting them to do, reach out. Beloved, you can do both. We have to do both. You can call out and reach out if we wait until everything is perfect in our lives. I think sometimes that's the way we live our lives. We say, well, well I'm going I'm to get involved in someone else's life who, who needs maybe some encouragement, but i got to wait till everything in my life is do- going pretty good. If you wait around for that to happen, you will be self-centered. Your life will revolve around you. What your plans are. Deanna and I, together, there are times when I'm calling out. And she helps me. There are times when she's calling out. And I help her. Now, it's probably, you know, 70-30, but we're trying to get 50-50 on this deal. I'm calling out to her 30, 70% of the time. But if we never reach out to one another, it's not complete. And that's what we got to do. As the body of Christ, a spiritual family, we are like volunteer firefighters to one another and to a lost and dying world. That's why the church of Jesus Christ is the most powerful force in all the earth. That's quite a statement. How can you say that statement? Because that's what Jesus says about us. Only when, only when 
the church is doing what Jesus has called her to do. When she's hitting on all eight cylinders, there's nothing that can stop her. The poor will be ministered to. The weak will be taken care of. I think we're running on three cylinders half the time. When Jesus says, I want, to, I want you to run on all eight cylinders. Question. Question. Do you have a pager with you? If you're one of his, you have one. But where is it? Is it at home tucked away in some desk drawer? If so, I want you to go get it. Then I want you to turn it on. Because this next week, you're going to get paged. You're going to say, I'm calling out for myself. I, I can't reach out. No, you have to do both. You can do both. No matter what state you find yourself in, you can do both. Because this next week, the pager's going to go off. Someone's going to call out for help. In some area of their life, will you be too busy to help them? I want you to plan now to respond. Because when it goes off, God by His Spirit is going to remind you of this message right here. He's going to say, hey, remember what Pastor Paul said? I'm too busy. I don't want to. No. Say yes to God. Say yes to God. In the strength that he provides, reach out. You got a trowel in one hand, you're working on the wall. But you got a, you got a, you got a spear in the other one, you're going to fight for your spiritual family. So Lord, I ask by your spirit that you would, you would help us, God. You would sensitize our hearts to help one another. And we'd grab that pager and we'd put it on. There'd be great ministry that takes place as a result of this, Lord. Pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. It's in this spirit of family now that we come to the table. First Sunday of the month, we, we have communion. Share just a little bit about communion. This is the Lord's table for his people. I love the fact that we have one who fought for us. You talk about someone fighting the fight. Well, Jesus fought the fight. He remained silent as a lamb for slaughter. The, the most powerful one in all the earth. When it came time for him to fulfill the work to which he was called, what did he do? He remained silent. The one who spoke into creation all things by the power of his spoken word. When it was time to fulfill the work, He simply said it is true, but it remains silent. He laid down his life to save us from the penalty and power of sin 
And then he calls us friends, John 15, 15. And Jesus continues to fight for us. I love that about our Lord. When we pray, guess what? His pager goes off. And he comes to our aid. He set for us an example to come to the aid of others in the family who need our help. So it's in the spirit of family right here. A family that we come together around this table. And there are four things that we want to do. We want to look back at the cross. Look back at the cross. 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three, Paul said, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it. And then he said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And that's what we do today as Christians. When you hold that bread, maybe you'll break that bread. When you're doing that, you're looking back, never to forget the cross. Verse 25, in the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, this covenant, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. The cross is the work to which he ultimately came. Then we look forward, look back, cross look forward to his return for he said verse 26 of 1 Corinthians 11 for whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup you proclaim the Lord's death until what remember that verse until he comes Jesus is coming again it's our blessed hope we believe that Mark 4, 24, this is my blood of the covenant which is poured out for many. He said to them, truly I tell you, I will not drink it again from the fruit of the vine until that day, he's saying, I'm going to drink this again. Until that day I drink it with you in the kingdom of God. So he's coming back again. So we look forward to his return. And then we look inside. Folks, before we, we partake, before we take of the elements, we've got to look inside, right? We've got to look deep inside our hearts. We've got to say, God, well, what kind of sin am I struggling with right now? I've got I to get this right. Not that we need to leave here, you know, just we're not perfect. We're righteous in, in his sight because of Jesus. We've got we to do some business inside our own hearts. Look inside. Verse 11, or verse 28 of 1 Corinthians 11, everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink from the cup. And then we what? We look around. We look around. What does that mean? It means we just check our relationships. Check our relationships. We're not perfect. We offend one another. You're ticked off at someone right now. It's like, oh, no. What do you mean? Yeah. You carry in your heart some bitterness towards someone who has offended you. 
maybe knowingly or unknowingly. What do you need to do? You've got to make that right in your heart, first of all. And then after service, you, got, you, got to, you maybe have to make a phone call. And you need to contact someone. You've got to say, hey, I've harbored some, some bitterness towards you. Forgive me. Don't blame them. Just forgive me. Look around. That's what it means. I'm going to ask the communion stewards to come and just be here at the front. We have what we call open communion at Gateway Church, meaning this, you don't have to be a member of our church to participate in communion. Simply that you would be a member of the Lord's body through a relationship with Jesus. And you do all of these. You look back, you look forward, you look inside, you look around, you get your heart right. We can leave just knowing the word of the Lord says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just. 1 John 1, 9, to forgive us our sins and to what? Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I love communion because it's like, okay, I can just, I can get things right. Not that I have to wait until this day, but this day for me is is a great day. I love this day. It's like I want to start my month by just remembering the greatest story ever. And I'm going to look around, and I'm going to try to make things right in my own heart. I'm not going to harbor any more bitterness, God. I'm going I'm to lay it down for the cross. I'm starting over, God. What made me mad, I'm laying that down. Getting it right. And so, if you know the Lord, we just want to encourage you to Take that bread, take that cup, and you don't need to do this. You don't have to. You can just pass if you feel like I'm not, it's, I'm not right today. I haven't made things right. That's all right. Or I don't totally understand everything. That's okay. You can refrain. No pressure. But it's a wonderful time to be with the Lord. It's his table. It's his table. So God, as we ponder your great work for us. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Thank you that you went to the cross for us. You paid the the price. You took our shame. You bore my sin on your body. I give you thanks. Holy Spirit, We give you room to work at this very moment. You are welcome here, Holy Spirit, Abba, Daddy. Thank you for caring, taking care of us, Abba. Thank you for sending your son. Jesus, thank you for saying yes to the Father. Holy Spirit, thank you for making this all real.
deep in our hearts. We give you, God, we give you thanks and praise. In your name.